buddy. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, oh, the satanic panic. Oh, it's terrible. It's back. It's back, Dan. (laughs) You guys, it's bad out there. People Mm. are, are believing the kooky shit again, and it's not going well for us as a society. Yeah, it didn't wasn't great in the 80s. Those of you who were alive back then with him. 80s memories. and 90s. Yeah. Holy crap. I was nothing but Satan worshipers and weird rituals and yeah. Down under yeah. the that overpass over there. <laughs> they meet up and and kill chickens or something, right? Yeah. And then uh and then abduct all the children who are never reported abducted and murder them in the light of the moon. That's the part you're not supposed to know or talk about. But. Right. But first, before we get to that, Dan, <laughs> the Pope had a, a big announcement this week. It was news to me, probably news to most people. Um, it's kind of a, he announced the uh, uh, God's reversal on the uh, issue of war. Um, he said that uh, God does not guide religions toward war. <laughs> This is news. Aww. This is he's uh <laughs> since when <laughs> since have when, you read Pope your me. own book? Since when Pope? So clearly this is news. He has news that he announced at the seventh Congress of leaders of world and traditional religions. And uh, this was a meeting that uh, brought together Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, amongst other faiths and uh, they talked about all sorts of stuff but the pope had some stuff on his mind because of the war in ukraine and he's uh-huh. a little miffed that um patriarch kirill uh that's the russian orthodox patriarch kirill uh yeah. how do you say that kirill 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 krill i think it's just krill um, let's krill. just say let's just call him krill <laughs> krill because he has, uh, he's come out in support of Russia's invasion uh, of Ukraine. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a and, he's a big proponent. Yeah, he likes it. Uh, but the Pope continued with his, uh, or the, here's some stuff that he had to say. He says, uh, "God is peace. Right? Mm. He guides us always in the way of peace, never that of war. Let us commit ourselves then." even more to insisting on the need for resolving conflicts, not by the inconclusive means of power with arms and threats, but by the only means blessed by heaven and worthy of man encounter dialogue and patient negotiations. (laughs) He knows an entirely different God than like the rest of Christianity. Apparently. I mean, I like that God. I like that God better than the God of the Bible, but uh, yeah, that, those dudes are not the same dude for <laughs> yeah. sure. He's clearly, yeah, I don't, <laughs> he's doing what everybody always does, which is he has a version of God that reflects what's in his heart. Yeah. Not that God his is created in man's reflects, image and not the other way yeah. around. Yep. His heart does not reflect the God of the Bible. Clearly the old Testament. Also, this this was an interesting reversal as well. He also said uh, religious freedom was essential for peaceful coexistence in any society, and no creed had a right to coerce others to convert. Wow. Oh. <laughs> well, 
Okay. So sure. are you taking back like Christian, the whole history of Christian missionaries? Right. Like, is that what you're doing? I mean, he is yeah. from South America. He probably has a different perspective <laughs> than former yeah. European uh, popes would have had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On the issue it's of, a, it is a different animal. That's true. <laughs> That's interesting. Of, you know, sending people out into the world and converting. Hmm. All right. By force, if necessary. War, if needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm going to stay here uh, stateside where uh, Yeshiva University, mm. which is a, a Jewish institution in mm-hmm. New York, uh, they have been distraught. By the by, the uh, the decision by some of their uh, students to form an LGBTQ uh, student club. Oh, they're uh, on. That campus. is distressing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's terrible. Uh, and here's the thing: the the they 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 went to court. They've been things. Have, they've been fighting things out. Uh, the the state court has uh has said you got to allow it. Mm. They went to so they so they they petitioned the Supreme Court to do an injunction mm. to uh to to say hey let us uh not allow these gay kids to to feel like they're welcome here. Right. And uh and and here's what's weird. Initially the Supreme Court said Yes, you, we will enjoy the, like, you can, you can continue to hate gays as you like until things fi- like finish that up. That is your right. With the We're process. We're not get in the way of your right to hate people. <clears throat> hate right? gays. Right. That is your God given right. But strangely, uh, that initial, that initial decision was, was trumpeted by Sotomayor. I don't know what happened. Whoa. And then we, huh. and then even more strangely, they reversed it. What? So now, uh, they, what they've decided is that Yeshiva must now recognize the club, uh, at least until things, uh, as, as sort of things advance through the court system. Whoa. So that's a little weird. That is um, weird. The new, the new vote was five to four. Uh, and involved, and you know, involved the people you'd expect, which is Katanji Brown Jackson, Elena Kagan, uh, Sotomayor, but also included John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh. Or no, not Sotomayor. It was Katanji Jackson, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, Elena Kagan, Brett Kavanaugh, John Roberts. Yes, and Sotomayor. Okay, okay, yeah. I was like, how are we? <clears> but there was five? a but but there was a dissent. A, a just scathing dissent by Alito, uh, joined by Thomas and Gorsuch. Oh, and Amy Coney Barrett, of course. What? That was like, how dare you? You know, basically saying that, um, well, I'll just quote them. Uh, As a last resort, Yeshiva, Yeshiva turned to this court, but the, but the majority, for no good reason... Sends the university back to the state courts. The upshot is that yeshiva is almost certain to be compelled for at least some period of time and perhaps a lengthy spell 
to instruct its students in accordance with what it regards as an incorrect interpretation of Torah and Jewish law. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, it is interesting. Like, I'm completely confused by this. Like, this is... Me too. Like, I don't even... I, I don't know what... I have no idea what this is about, like what this means. Well, as far as like who's involved and the like Kavanaugh, like I can, Roberts has this way about him of like, like we, we know that he is sort of the surprise vote a lot of time. Right. There's, there's something there's like sometimes every now and then he gets an attack of like decency. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. But like Kavanaugh, I, I know. I would. It's uh, so weird. Okay. All right. And then the other, the other thing is that like, it's so funny because what, what's happening here is that Yeshiva is trying to make this into an absolutely, you know, they're them going straight to the Supreme court rather than letting this play out in all of the courts first uh-huh. is they're framing it as a religious emergency. Uh, wow. Wow. And, and in doing so, like, basically they're saying, the the thought of anyone of any LGBTQ people feeling comfortable here is an emergency to us. <laughs> Which I think, first of all, I think wh- this again brings up the same thing to me that that baffles me, uh-huh. which is if you are a gay person or an LGBTQIA plus person, mm-hmm. why are you at this university? Yeah, I know. Go somewhere else. No, it's they don't want you. They keep telling you they don't want you, and you keep saying, "Please want us." I know they don't. I, God, like I, we say this all the time, and especially about like BYU, right? Yeah, um, and it's it's LGBT. It's the exact same issue, just a different religion, um, and different university. But I, 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 I hesitate just to like project my own like oh you shouldn't go there like they have something going on in their head as to like why they want to be there absolutely and and and, but then at the same time there is a part of me and i don't know like like talk me through this if it's like totally just crazy thinking but like if if you're if you're going to that school aren't you kind of accepting like everything that has like you know what you're accepting they don't, they're not going to allow, they don't want there to be an LGBTQ resource center or club or whatever. Aren't right. you kind of consenting and accepting that when you go in? Like this is somebody, this is some religions university, right? Yeah. You know what you're walking into, right? And yeah. so I get this whole impulse and it, to like reform from within. And I think that goes for a lot of different kinds of institutions. I don't get why you would want to do it at a religious one. I don't, I don't see how that works except for the fact that you still identify with the religion. Yeah. And that's that's the problem problem, is that when two parts of your identity clash, when you, when you identify both as a person, when you recognize that you are, you know, an LGBTQ plus person. Yeah. And you believe deeply in your religious affiliation or you, you know, that's a very important part of who you are as well. 
That I get that that is just always that's going to be tricky. It's going to be hard. But yeah. he, look, I'm just going to put this out there, all you listeners out there. If if you're in this kind of a conflict, look at the thing that's intrinsic to you, to who you are, and look at the thing that isn't intrinsic. The thing that isn't that was given to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you're gay or if you're trans or whatever, that's intrinsic. That is who yeah. you are. Yeah. That's not something you didn't choose that. You didn't, you know what I mean? Like that is, that is just inherent. But religious identity, political identity, those things aren't intrinsic. Those are just, those, those are affiliations that oftentimes were, were sort of imposed upon you. Yeah. And, uh, and that should be a, that should be something that guides you. I think, I think for a lot of people though, their religion feels intrinsic. Yeah. It feels that way. Yeah. Because it's like, it isn't. No, you're right. But they, but realizing that is incredibly hard when your identity is, I am Mormon or I am this specific brand of Jewish that doesn't accept my you know or yeah or even i am me, democrat like or i am republican me. or whatever yeah yeah but i yeah. but the thing but but yeah any if if your conflict is between two things that aren't that, that you're choosing that's one mm-hmm. thing but yeah. if it's between something that you're choosing and something that you're not choosing look at that i'm saying that that's a useful thing to look at all right well there you go all right. Well, I've got um, another story from the Jewish community. Dan. Okay. Uh, this time, a group of Jewish lawmakers, rabbis, and activists who gathered together on uh, the U.S. Capitol grounds this week to uh, protest in support of abortion rights. Um, Ooh. And their uh, their their stance is that access to abortion is a Christian value. Or I'm sorry is a Jewish value. Those, yeah. those two things can be easy to confuse, right? Because you have your Judeo-Christian values, right? <laughs> so, which, which turn clearly, out not to be real. That's not a thing. <laughs> clearly don't really mesh here somehow. Uh, <laughs> we might have to rethink that little hyphenated uh, fun time that never really made a lot of sense. Um, well, they were, ne- they were never actually interested in the Judeo part. They just wanted, <laughs> they thought it sounded fun. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they uh, part of the protest. Uh, they brought along their shofars. Uh, oh yes, and uh, they those were... are the those are the ram's horn uh, mm-hmm. instruments that sound Horns. always good. They always sound great. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful instrument. You're um, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible it, noise. It's it's very pleasant. Um, I think they should be <laughs> added to marching bands. Uh, across the nation (laughs) no so they're calling these show tests (laughs) oh like protest i was like show like you're being tested on how good you blow the shofar yep show tests as in protest i get it and they've been organized these uh apparently it's a like a week or two of um demonstrations across the country uh, that have been organized by the National Council of Jewish Women, and uh, they're they're pushing this this stance. And I I don't know how this wasn't something that they were saying before. 
uh, Dobbs, right? Uh, why? What? Th- this this should have been an argument for a long time that not all well, they religions did say agreed. it a little bit. Yeah, they did I mean, say I, it a little bit, uh, maybe a little, not, but not to this not degree. Enough. And uh, not in ways where it's like, oh, wait, Jew, the Jewish faith doesn't have a problem with abortion because they believe that human life begins when you take your first breath or something along those lines, right? right. And, um, oh, Islam, oddly, surprisingly, right? Doesn't, they, they're kind of okay with abortion, right? Yeah. At least a lot better than Christians. And it's like, okay, this should have been a major part of the argument. I think from the beginning, from the beginning, because it's always been about, you know, um, it's been this religious argument against abortion. And, and, and it's just, and because Christianity just sort of holds, you know, that position in the United States and all like if Christians say something, then it's religion, right. That has said it. And they should have been standing up and they should have been like, no, actually, like we have, we have a religious argument for access to abortion. Right. Well, maybe, Um, maybe they, uh, maybe they were trying to say it, but they, they didn't get any, any attention because they weren't blowing stupid sheep horns. (laughs) The shofar is really, this is why I'm saying it's a really important instrument. It's a very, Uh, it gets attention thing, you know? Um, it's like a, it's like a vuvuzela, vuvuzela. It's it's basically the same annoying sound. Yeah, but um, Christ, Christians use them too, which I love. Right? Oh yeah. Being back, Christians like to get their sh- and apparently they love this, them. A lot. A lot of Jews are really bothered by that. They're <laughs> they're like, uh maybe don't take our shofar and that's really our blow thing it to support you. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. You guys, listen. You? So I'm I'm going to piggyback off of your story. I'm going to change okay. my stories around a little bit uh, because I'm going to tell the story of uh, Indiana, which okay. has has now passed uh, one of the most restrictive abortion bans in the uh, country. Okay. Um, and it's being sued by the ACLU. Uh, to to stop this ban from being put into place. Okay. And the the clients of the ACLU that that they're representing are Jewish and they are and they're making this exact case which is oh, that wow. this this is literally so they say quote the ban on abortion will substantially burden the exercise of religion by many Hoosiers who that's a a resident of Indiana uh who under the new law would be prevented from obtaining abortions in conflict with their sincere religious beliefs huh. So, I mean, what this is, what what we're teeing up here, uh, is the moment, and be ready for it because this is exactly what's going to happen. So don't, n- please, nobody get your hopes up on this. What is going to happen is this will go to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court will make it then clear that once again, as they have made clear innumerable times already. When they say religious freedom, they only mean Christianity. Hmm. Yeah. So watch as they find ways to bend over backwards to make sure that they that that what they do is uh so is is 
protects Christianity and no other belief system. They'll probably say Judy, something along the lines of that it's not a religious practice. It's just something that's allowed by the religion. Right. Yeah. Well, the, there's an answer to that, uh, which is that the, you know, they say, according to the lawsuit, they say that Jewish law stresses the necessity of protecting the life and physical and mental health of the mother prior to birth. Mm. And if carrying a baby to term and, and then, you know, having, giving birth to that baby would endanger the physical or the mental health of that mother, then it is literally, uh, then it goes against Jewish belief. Hmm. Now you're well, right. They, I don't that, think that, that they're going to buy really, that argument. Yeah, that doesn't square with Christian belief, though. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. obviously, yeah. we can just throw that right out the window yeah. because yeah. Christian so, is the only belief that that's yeah. worth anything. It's where the Satanic Temple actually has. The, I don't know. Maybe they had the foresight to actually make abortion a sacrament. Right. Yeah. Isn't that that's how they they've sort of phrased it? Right. I mean. Yeah, but nobody I think they would just say that's real. A, no, I know. But if they ever got involved in one of these, and I know the Supreme Court would probably ever not go near that case, or they would just be like, you're not a real religion. Bye-bye. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, all of this, the problem with too many Christians, Dan, that's how I see it. And according to uh, Pew Research Center and a report that came out this week, they have some projections some high yeah, they've been high, they've been looking into the future. They they got their crystal ball going. Yeah. We can trust these numbers. They've laid out a course that we will now follow. <laughs> the apparently by according to their estimates, by the year 2070, uh fewer than half of Americans will be Christian. Not um, fast enough. Not definitely not fast enough. They they had basically four different scenarios. With these numbers, because I don't know, do you recall back in like the 80s or maybe early 90s, there was some uh, demographer that was looking at um, the Mormon church and was like, oh, my God, these growth numbers, they're going to have 250 million Mormons by 2025 or something like that. Right. <laughs> Which, of course, they have, they're they still like lagging in the teens of millions. If that and, really uh, it, honestly. Right. But even officially. And so like these things, they have a way of, of not coming true. Yeah. Um, but so, but their scenarios are, are really interesting. The way that they kind of ran the numbers, for example, uh, one of them, uh, let's see. So let, let's, so about currently about a third of Christians leave Christianity before they turn 30, right? This is one of the scenarios. And 21% of nuns, that's the non-affiliated folk that include atheists, agnostics, uh, non-believers, and just generally, I don't don't belong to a church, types. 21% of of nuns uh, become Christians as young adults, right? Um, And uh, so if those uh, switching rates remain stable, Christians would make up 46% 46% of the population by 2070, while nuns would make up 41% of the population, right? So that's one scenario. Sure. Um, if disaffiliation rates continue to grow, but are capped at about 50% of Christians leaving the faith, 
then 39% of Americans are projected to be Christian by 2070, with 48% of Americans uh, being nuns. That was the one um, that I didn't understand. They're like, if we cap it at 50, then it'll stop at 50. I was like, yeah, but why would you cap it at 50? <laughs> well, I think why the is idea, that a thing? It, I think the idea is, you know, retention, like let, let's just pick a retention scenario that's where more people are, are leaving than currently leave, but that it's not just an absolute like collapse of Christianity, right? right? And then uh, with no limit placed on the percentage of people leaving Christianity and with continued growth in dis disaffiliation, Christians would be 35% of the population and nuns would make up a majority of Americans at 52%. And the fourth scenario is if all switching came to a halt, then Christians would remain a slight majority at 54%, while nuns would make up 34% of Americans according to the projection model. And I just, I, it, it, because the four scenarios are that different from each other, right? And it still shows a decline of Christianity and a, a growth of, of nuns. It's, if nothing else, like we're looking at a scenario where Christianity is roughly 50% of the country, which yeah. feels that feels that feels about right. Still right? feels too high to me. It feels that's, think, that's too many Christians. Well, I agree. <laughs> I agree that it is too many. I feel like it, there, there's a trustworthiness to it. Although it could also be just collapse, right? Yeah. I think or, that's one thing that they were unwilling to even consider. And that yeah. was, and I think that's funny because they just assume, no, this trend can't really continue. And yeah. I, I think, you know what? We're in an unprecedented time with people mm. actually able to uh, affiliate with other people uh, in, who don't believe in ways that was never possible before. Mm -hmm. We've got people who are, you know, the internet has changed a lot of things, a lot for the worse. But one of the things that it's done is allowed people like you and me to sort of put out some voice uh, just so that other people know they're not alone as atheists. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, maybe every now and then a Christian person might get curious and listen to our show and think, oh, they're decently reasonable humans. Maybe I'll look a little deeper. So and then I there's think, the other ones who leave us one star. Yeah, that's true. You leave <laughs> us a, a nice five-star review, everybody, so that you can counteract all of the Christians who don't even listen to us and then just... <laughs> leave a one-star review because we have the word atheist in our in our title yeah but i just think i think that uh yeah i i it really could collapse in a way that they just cannot possibly see coming like that's a possibility i'm not Which, saying it'll happen it's not a prediction of mine but it seems more possible than they're giving it credit for here's where i think they lose more people maybe not in a full collapse but more people than they're sort of projecting here which is Christianity, and we're already seeing this, it's getting ugly, right? Yeah. And at the, at the end of the day, people don't like affiliating with that kind of energy. Like you're, you're just kind of, you know, it's the whole Oprah thing, right? Like you can sort of attract the, the energy that you put out into the world, right? <laughs> um, I don't know if that's Oprah, but whatnot. <laughs> it but feels very Oprah. It feels, okay. feels, it smacks of Oprah. Right. Um, 
so it's like if they're just over there being ugly and hateful and spiteful and all just the nasties that we know that Christians are so so easily do right and become. I don't think they're accounting for that. And, and, and I think that there is like uh, something about a hateful upbringing that might have some good, have some retention power, but it's also going to yeah. push a lot of people away as well. And they're not going to have people converting, right? Not in right. any kind of serious number because it's, it's just going to be gross. There's going to be nice yeah. people over here who don't bug you about God because they yeah. don't really care. Or there's these nasty folk over here. It's all they can talk about. They and they just spew venom at the world. Oh well, yeah, who are you? Who are you going to go hang out with? Right? Yeah. As I was looking for audio for today's show, I rejected like three clips of hate pastors, all just gleefully yeah. using the f slur for gay people. Oh, Jesus. Just, just. One of them, the, they, it was literally the topic of what he was talking about. Like, yeah, you should use the biblical terms, but it just doesn't have the hate. I just need more hate in my words about yes. them. So, and it's I'm a, gonna I'm gonna use this slur. And that attitude is only gonna get worse as the moderates continue to leave that Christianity behind. What's left is just gonna be the hateful shit, and it's yeah. gonna sit there and it's gonna fester and it's gonna get worse. And it's going to get scary, right? I mean, it's already scary, but yeah. hopefully it continues to get smaller. So, yep. Agreed. And less impactful in our society until they just decide to try to blow everything up. Yeah. Speaking of Christians blowing everything up, well, uh, I'm closing us out with a, uh, with the leader, uh, the former leader, I guess he's still the leader of the, uh, the La Luz del Mundo church. The oh, light yeah. of the world, uh, Nason Joaquin Garcia, who uh, who was fairly recently convicted of criminal charges, or rather, he uh, he got a plea deal. He pled guilty to criminal charges, including uh, a, a bunch of it was a bunch of toned down stuff because obviously it was a plea deal, uh, which is really upsetting because a, a bunch of the things that he was accused of went. He he didn't get uh he didn't get convicted for so mm. uh he pled guilty to two counts of forcible oral copulation that's called oh. rape uh involving minors oh god and uh one count of a lewd act upon a child who was fifteen <sighs> but they dropped allegations of raping children and women as well as human trafficking uh to oh to produce god. child pornography. Oh my so god. So he's a real peach of a guy. Um and that was the criminal case. Now uh five women who were identified in in the criminal case as Jane Doe's are also identified as Jane Doe's in the civil lawsuit that has been filed uh which names not only him but a bunch of people that also uh were were party to all of this including Someone named Alondra Ocampo, Susana uh, Medina Oaxaca, and Azalea Rangel, um, all of whom allegedly groomed the women, the, these children, they're now mm. women, but these children to be abused by Garcia. Uh, his wife is also named uh, because 
the the attorneys claim that he that she knew uh, of the abuse and his kids. Jesus Christ. And the whole thing is that, like, this is what we see, you know, if, if you saw, if you watched the documentary or listened or, you know, did any research on the, the Nexium guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, all yeah. Of, when you sick, start sure. a cultish sort of thing, also Mormonism started this way. Mm -hmm. uh, you get accomplices. Like, it's, you would think that no woman in the world would be an accomplice to this kind of horrific abuse uh, of, of children. Yeah. But no, that's not true. When, once you get religion involved, once you get belief involved, yeah. because here's the thing, this guy was set up to be the all-powerful guy. He claimed that anything that came out of his mouth was directly from God, uh, and he claimed that basically any... If he, you know, if he said it, if if you said no to him, you were saying no to God and there would be eternal consequences and blah, blah, blah. All of that stuff, which it's very easy to say that's bullshit. Uh, but when you're in the middle of it, when it's something, you know, and when thousands of other people around you are are telling you that it's important and that it's amazing and that it's, uh, the, you know, this guy's the most amazing thing that's ever happened and blah, blah, blah. And you're a kid, especially. But, you know, I, but yeah, the shocking thing for me is these women who were grooming these kids for him. Yeah, that's, that's, it's just so hard. Really? That, it, it, that is really such sick. a tough pill to swallow. And I mean, you I hope said that they, you mentioned Nexium. That was the same yeah. thing, though. Same it thing. A, it was, uh, to, um, it was a little different, but it was the same thing. It was female accomplices. That's so bizarre. Grooming Helping facilitate the abuse. And in that oh. case, grooming adult women. Adult women, yeah. To to do stuff that they would never agree to do. Yeah. But yeah. you know, psychological manipulation is a real thing. And uh and when you attach uh especially when you attach religious import to it, mm -hmm. it becomes uh terrifying. Yeah. So he is, he is, that lawsuit has been filed. He's in jail, thank God. Not for as long as he should be, but he's in jail, uh, or in prison, rather. And uh, and hopefully now his church will have to pay these victims a lot of money. All right. Well, we'll see. We will see. And if you, uh, friend at home, have, uh, have anything you'd like to say about this or any of our stories, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank. Dan. This is the time in the show when we... Uh, when we play some audio from Gathered from the World, mm. uh, today's lovely sn snippet, little tidbit, mm -hmm. uh, comes to us from Hemant Mehta, who, uh, who, who cut together a clip of, quote, Apostle Guillermo Maldonado talking to Prophet Cindy Jacobs uh, about 
healing that has happened. Uh But, you know, here's the thing. When when God heals somebody, usually when they talk about that, it's like, you know, this person was blind in one eye and then they could see again. And or this person, you know, they they had horrible arthritis and couldn't walk and then they were able to walk. It it's not usually um it's not usually this. Uh we'll just let <laughs> Guillermo tell us all about it. All right. And then he said, Tell the people I want to create new organs. And I call out all the person that need a gallbladder, new uh, knee, and, and you know, a lot of people came to the altar. And among those people came a lady that her breast, two breasts, had been removed 17 years ago because of cancer. And I asked her, what do you need from God? He goes, I need my two breasts. (laughs) (laughs) She fell on the floor. When she got up, she was screaming. (laughs) I mean, she was laughing, rejoicing, crying. And I said, what happened? She goes, I got my two breasts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, the Lord showed me that he already assigned angels to bring those new organs for the people to receive it. And I always tell the people, make sure you receive it, because otherwise that angel is going to take that organ back to heaven. Oh, so, yeah. And we've seen, we see, I've seen it before, one breast, but not two breasts. <laughs> uh, there was somebody that had an accident and they cut off one of his legs. And, uh, you know, he said he was watching and and uh, and that suddenly he felt the presence coming out of the TV. And then he said, I believe my leg is going to grow back. And then he said, suddenly the presence fell. And then he said he felt his uh, leg grew back. Oh, wow. And I, I think I remember a video where a finger, finger grew, didn't it? Like- yeah, fingers. Uh, I've seen hair grew back, uh, fingers grew back. Uh, I've seen uh, internal organs, like mm-hmm. bladders, like, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of, of hearts, new hearts. So we've been seeing all kinds of, of that kind of miracles. <laughs> so is it, do you, like, throw up your old heart? And then, <laughs> right? You poop it a out. New one, just <laughs> get a new one real quick. Ta-da! I love the thought of these angels flying around with organs, and then the person doesn't receive it, and they're like, "Shrug." All right, I guess I'll just fly it back to heaven. Like, <laughs> just chuck it in, dude. The person doesn't have to. Like, you're trying to do something really nice for somebody. They need a new kidney. You've got the kidney in hand. But they don't go, oh, hamana, hamana, I received this kidney. So, uh, fuck them. I'm yeah. taking the kidney back. Or or finger or, yeah. or hair. Their hair yeah. grows back. I've... This is something that, like, you know, we keep medical records in this country. Show us. Know. Yeah. Show us exactly. the records. Yep. That leg was amputated. You didn't just, it didn't just go missing one day. Maybe yeah. your finger went missing. Right. Like I could maybe accept that. Just, you right. were cutting wood. Yeah. Whatever. And you just kind of, you know, put a band aid on it and hope for the best. I could see right. that. Right. <laughs> but a leg? No. Yeah. There's a doctor we're, who's got record of it. So we're, we're going to notice. Mm-hmm. We're going to notice if somebody grows back a leg. Even, even like, or, you know, or the, your, the tabloid your newspapers are like, come on, you guys. 
<laughs> she gets her boobs back. <laughs> that is, you know, it. did you get the sense? I get the sense that literally that's the greatest miracle this guy can imagine is he, a new set of boobs. He really dug that one. When that one happened, he was like, he was like, yeah. All right. Look at me. I'm the boob grower. God is good. I'm glad my <laughs> glad he gave I me like my hands titties. back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, uh, look, we had some folks right into us. Let's get out of here. Uh, Allison wrote into us who says, you guys, something new happened to me today and I needed you to know. I ignored ah. a spam phone call and they left me the voicemail version of a door-to-door Jehovah's Witnesses evangelism visit. Oh, yeah. Okay. It really sounds like a live person as opposed to a recording. This has never happened to me before and I'm hoping they don't start using phone banks all the time. Maybe (laughs) phone calls for Jesus are going to be the next extended car warranty. I'm not the type to mess with people, but this could open a whole new world of possibilities for people that enjoy pranking telemarketers. Thanks for all mm. the work you do uh, for the show. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. How did they get your number? That's what I want to know. Not, we don't there got white ways. pages no more. Yeah. But yeah, if I started getting phone calls from that, she actually sent us the uh, the voicemail, which was interesting. I listened to it. It's just some nice old lady. That's the problem with the Jehovah's Witnesses. You don't want to yell at them because it's just some nice old lady. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the Mormons, it's like some 18-year-old jerk kid. Some yeah, a little snot-nosed kid. <laughs> you can you can yell at him, but yeah, some nice old lady just there to do her part for Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we can't really like you can't hang up. You can't slam the phone down anymore, right? Like <laughs> the right. hang up where you're like angry and you're like, "Don't call me anymore." Slam, right? You can't do yeah. that. That was that was the good part anymore. of the 80s and 90s. Push the button. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway. It's it's not it's not as satisfying. You kids don't know what you're missing out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got it really good like the phone actually you could hear the bell inside of it like like it didn't oh, yeah. ring but it would like bring. it it, it resounded. Really fucking yeah, that's what Yeah, that's the right word. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Hang up on you. Bam. Yeah, take that. <laughs> All right. Well, Spencer wrote into us. We, you and I met Spencer uh, out in oh, yeah. Uh, Portland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spencer wrote in to say, hi, not sure if y'all have talked about this previously, but I'm curious if there's an alternative to swearing to God under oath. Mm. If I were to be that in that position as an atheist, would it be possible for me to not have to swear to God or is that not, e- or is it not even worth it to ask for an alternative? Uh, and I did choose to answer this because I know the, a- I actually know the answer. Okay. Uh, and it happened to me, which is to say that I was called on to give a deposition in a court case uh-huh. and, uh, and they wanted to swear me in. And, uh, I happened to know that you have the option of affirming rather than swearing. So you don't have to, you don't have to get God involved at all. Uh, oh. it did, I will say, admit, send the court clerk into a bit of a frenzy trying to remember how affirming works. Uh, so that's. Oh. Okay. This court clerk was like, oh, uh, she, she was like, uh, are you ready to be sworn in? And I said, uh, I'd rather, I'd, I'd like to affirm rather than swear because I don't swear to God. And then, and the clerk clerk was like, oh, um, uh, 
But uh, oh, uh, yeah, I think you can do do that. Hang on, let me let me look at the thing. It, it just it took a second. Um, and you know, you don't have to do that. Other people that I know who are atheist have just said, I you know, they swear. They say the thing about, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God, and they just say yes. Right. And that's okay, too. If you don't want to out yourself in that context, don't worry about it. You're just saying you're, you'll tell the truth. So what do you, you're like, do you affirm that what you're about to say is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but yeah. the truth? Yeah. So help you yourself? So help you, you. No, they just, yeah, they just say, do you affirm that you're going to tell the truth? And you say, yeah, I do. Which is how it should all be. None of it should be swear to God. Yeah. It's meaningless. Uh, like, it it doesn't add, they, they think it adds some sort of extra power to it, but obviously it does not. Because people, people, plenty of people lie. swear to God and yeah. lie. Yeah, exactly. But yes, go, go, go ye forth and, uh, and affirm <laughs> I'm obviously that's just here in these United States. I do not know what the rules are elsewhere. So, mm. you know, tell us how, what it's like in your country. That'd be interesting. Spread the word. Yeah. That'd be good. And, uh, and finally L has written to us, uh, to say, hi guys, you seem to have a ton of emails about the spirituality discussion a few weeks, a few episodes ago. Mm. I feel the need to comment against the listener slash writer who was uh, pushing the idea that our subconscious is inherently, quote, better than ourselves or virtuous, that the subconscious should be actively accessed and listened to as our spirits. This is an incredibly privileged, personalized, and toxic message. For myself, along with so many others, the subconscious can be a dangerous place due to trauma, social, societal messaging, chemical imbalances, and more. If I were to give my subconscious as inherent as inherently correct, oh, give in to my subconscious as inherently correct or my better spirit, I would not be alive today. The subconscious messages some of us have are of you are garbage, you are not worthy, and you should just end all this are not our faults and should not be put on a pedestal. They need to be acknowledged and addressed slash actively ignored when possible. Hmm. Uh, I thought that that was a really useful uh, thing to note. Not everybody's yeah. brain is nice to them. Yeah. And uh, and so you, we, we all need to find the messaging that is going to be uh, healthy and kind to us wherever we can get it. Amen. So uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do, Dan. We have three new patrons over on Patreon. Great. Uh, we have two new teachers by the name of Tate and cynical guy. Yeah. And we have You're a damn new patriarch. Cynic. Ooh. <laughs> a new patriarch by the name of Gwen. Amazing. Welcome, Gwen. Tell us yeah. our future. Gwen. I know you, you have fortune telling skills now mm. that, that, that you all, all of our patrons get <laughs> new magic powers that are every bit as powerful as the magic powers that were bestowed upon you and me uh, from the Mormon Church, Frank. Oh well, yeah, good. Uh, that is uh, that is amazing. Congratulations on all of that. <laughs> and all they had to do to get those magic powers was choose to give us their money. And I think that that is a grand and noble thing. Uh, we won't claim, as you know, the Joel Osteens of the world do, that it will be given back to you tenfold, because mm. uh, it won't. How about but, twofold? 
Oh, sure. Like a two and a half. <laughs> I, I feel like you can get a, up to a 3% return on investment. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Uh, or as Not low bad. as zero. Yeah, um, more likely. But, but you'll get a return on investment by by feeling that good feeling of knowing that you're supporting us and uh, and helping us get through because we are uh, listener supported only. You'll notice we don't run any ads right now. We are just, it's all you. Uh, so get your magic powers. Uh, to do so, go to thankgodimatheist.com. Click on the support us. Uh, you choose the level at which you want to support us or can. And, uh, and we love you for it. And as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank. Our Lord and Savior, Devas! Stick around, everyone. There's more show coming up. Frank. Dan. The, uh, listen, the rise of QAnon and the, uh, and the extreme right in mm-hmm. not only these United States, but all over the world. It's, it's happening yeah. a lot right now. It's yeah. been alarming. And one of the things that it has done is dragged in with it uh, a new, an, an old friend, uh, uh, which is satanic panic. Uh, it, it, it's, it's an interesting tool, especially in politics, because... It's one of those ones that so many so many Christian believers are so afraid of of Satan and of uh you know the evil people that use Satan mm-hmm. or, or that that worship Satan that literally just the stink of being accused of being associated with Satan in any way is enough to to sink entire uh political campaigns that happened right here in utah yeah with a conservative guy he was a republican guy he was running for uh what was he running for county clerk i think no it was like oh prosecuting attorney or something that was was? was running for for something in uh in the in utah county which is a very conservative county here in utah Provo is. Yeah. And, uh, and suddenly was accused of being part of like ritualistic cannibalistic abuse. Yeah. And it was, it was absolutely absurd, but it was more than enough to, uh, to tip the scales and he lost the election. Yeah. It was, uh, it was yeah, it was among the things. It, sure. This stuff came out in like the last couple weeks of the campaign and, and it was, it was going to be a close one anyway, right? Sure. Or something like that. And yeah. I, yeah. Because he was, he, the problem was they were painting him as like this liberal. Yeah. He was, he pro- was a little softer on crime than they liked. He yeah. wasn't always yeah. trying to get, you know, jaywalkers, the death penalty or whatever. That's what so, you want down in Utah County. Yeah. You notice so, they don't have a lot of jaywalking, Dan. <laughs> That's. And the thing is that he's actually the brother of a of a beloved, uh, you know, a former Utah governor. So yeah, he's Who part of a, a he's part of a political dynasty here. But it, yeah, it 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 wrecked him, and it wrecked his wife, and it ruined their their lives. And it was yeah. And the thing is, for those of you who don't remember, the Satanic Panic back in the eighties and nineties 
was based on nothing. It was based on f- a bunch of people whipping up fears and then and then uh was was perpetuated by uh very bad information gathering from children yeah. that ended up like leading kids to you know it was it was it was mostly well-meaning police and therapists and whatever leading kids to eventually accuse their you know kid their daycare person or you know a teacher or whatever of the most heinous horrific things yeah that weren't true but the, you know there was this whole there was this push to just believe children believe them believe them whatever they say and and then there was this push to get them to talk about the satanic ritual abuse that they had uh encountered and a bunch of people went to jail because of this that mm-hmm. were totally innocent. A bunch of completely innocent people went to prison for ye- for decades mm-hmm. yeah. because, well, because that, yeah. of nothing, because people yeah. were so desperately afraid of Satan. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, here's the thing. Even Satan worshipers don't worship Satan. The, the the first thing is that like, you know, the satanic temple, they're atheist. Most Satanists are atheists. They don't actually believe in an impersonated Satan, a devil that's an actual thing. And there's definitely like ritualistic satanic abuse of children. Not a real problem. This is not a real thing. There are a lot of people who, you know, there are there are satanic rituals. There are people who, you know, have sex on an altar or whatever. Yeah. But but what's very real and what we should all be really concerned about is Christian fear. Yeah, cuz I mean, I mean I mean we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, right, with the the shifting demographics and as they continue to get smaller, as a group, we're going to see their, their fear is going to get more ugly. Well, They're yeah, gonna, because they, right, because, because there's going to be more of the world against them. Right. Well, the and it's one of their best tools for holding on to and getting new members because psychologically fear is a fantastic way to control and manipulate people. So they're not going to let go, you know, people like Greg Locke, Fear is his stock and trade. And it's not just Greg Locke. It's people like, you know, it's Tucker Carlson who, Mm -hmm. you know, he also talks about Satan and talks about, you know, makes people afraid. You know, when, when, when he says, you know, you should be worried about the, the trans people, he literally frames it as if people think that they can change their gender, then they're, they're thinking that they're God and that's satanic, which is like 12 levels of logical <laughs> jumps all in one. Yeah. But, but literally he said that. Yeah. It's, it is alarming to me. I, you know, it's funny because we talk a lot about Christian bigotry and Christian hatred uh, and religious hatred and religious bigotry that's not Christian. But I think we need to change the subject. I think we need to change how we talk about it. 
and and do it out in the open for them to hear it because they need to hear that they are being their fear is what's man, is what's being used to manipulate them every time they're afraid of gay people or they're made to fear trans people and they're told that you know trans people and gay people are grooming their kids they're being fear manipulated and that then turns into hatred and it turns into bigotry and it turns into all of these things but it started as fear and i think that that's what we need to be worried about i don't know what do you think um uh, okay um well i i don't know dan i i um i might be kind of having a weird reaction to to all of that um, okay i i painting them as i don't know and i need i need some time to process this because what what i'm thinking right now is this feels like they're being preyed upon right that they're being manipulated into being fearful mm -hmm. and i agree with that i do know that i i do believe they're being manipulated i don't like thinking of them that way i <laughs> if that makes any sense right i like thinking of christians as being hateful and being agents of their <laughs> own hate right whereas oh okay this is like this is their um they're somehow victims in this and i don't know if i'm just like and i don't like that I'm and, and I don't know if I'm projecting something weird into this or that it, maybe I missed something that you were talking about. I didn't follow it, but like I I think that Christians in, in the context of I mean you're absolutely right in the context of the satanic panic it is about fear and it is a great motivator and and so I mean I'm willing to go along with you on that. I just. There's something about. Do you that's feel like if you we, a little if, uncomfortable? I don't know what it is. Do you feel like I'm saying that they're somehow absolved of their hatred and of their actions no, by no. because they were manipulated I don't into think, it? No, because I know you well enough that that's not what you're saying. Um, okay. So, but I do feel like, you know, in this world of, you know, like of great media manipulation, I don't know, like. That, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm there, mostly, I guess, with you. Fair enough. It's Look, just I, I mean, had a strange just... reaction in the moment of just like I don't want these people to be let off the hook because they're just being manipulated, right? Like I think you, they're primed yeah. for it. I think that they, I think they already believe have a hateful and menacing worldview, right? Um, yeah. and they're, they're already not accepting of queer people in general. Um, sure. and so when they're, when they're told lies about members of the trans community in order to rile them up and to make them fearful, they're already ready. They're there. Right. And so I guess where I'm coming from is, is a, it's a very like core level I, I had just been reading an article that was that was talking about what causes people mm. to abandon their own sense of humanity or mm. their own sense of okay. of uh, of you know shared experience and it and it you know the fastest way to get from point A to point B mm -hmm. is to is is to assault their sense of security and uh, their sense of safety. And so saying that people are actively coming after their children. Um, it's just the quickest way to get them to, to, mm -hmm. to like 
grab at you know this and yeah they'll take on a hateful identity yeah. they'll take they'll, they'll they would rather you know find an enemy in mm-hmm. a person that's doing them exactly zero harm mm-hmm. than uh than face their own then like you know face the fear and like work process through it logically. Yeah. It doesn't absolve them. No. Even it, no. and I admit I could be wrong about this. You could, you know, it could be that that it they're just hateful assholes because <laughs> there's plenty of them that are. Well, I mean, but I I think, I, I, th- I think that a lot of the they're coming after our kids. I I mean, I know that it that yeah, okay, it's part of this like fear-based motivation, you know, system or whatever. But like I think it's also just trying to deflect from the fact that they have an enormous child predator problem within Christianity, right? That's true. Their systems are the cause of actual predation (laughs) in this world. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a projection. (laughs) Absolutely. But anyway, I think about, you know, I think about, narcissists who mm-hmm. always project you know they 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 always whatever they're doing so like donald trump whatever he whatever evil he's doing he's going to start accusing other people of doing it right as a projection right i've never thought of it this way but i think most religions are just a narcissistic system <laughs> i think christianity is just a narcissist yeah oh that's interesting yeah huh. anyway yeah well Friends, uh, if you have something you'd love to add to this discussion, if you would like to side with one or the other of us, uh, you know, I don't know that <laughs> we have strong opinions one way or the but, other. Yeah. <laughs> but if you'd like to add your voice to this conversation, please feel free to do so. You can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 424- 666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure are appreciative. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.